Okay, let's continue on in this Fabrengen that we began. Uh, we are now continuing this discussion about uh, about prayer. Just finished off yesterday discussing how when you daven, you um, there's two ways of davening. You could daven because you feel like under pressure because of something that's bothering you, and even mitzvah to daven. And then you could uh, daven because um, because you're asking for something spiritual. You're asking for for Torah. And we said that the Torah says, "Open your mouth wide." Hashem says, "And I will satiate you." So there's a discussion among commentaries: Is Hashem referring to a to a davening where, where we're asking for something spiritual, or is Hashem talking about physical things? And the conclusion we had yesterday was. Was that if I have a mitz- if I have a mitzvah to daven because I feel I need something, I certainly have, I must ask for whatever I need. No question about it. If I am healthy enough not to be so encumbered by the uh, physical strain, so then I shouldn't ask for the physical; I should ask for the spiritual. Then we said a third option, which is that not that it's not that I'm encumbered by the phys- my physical needs; it's not that I'm strained by them. Rather, it's that. I feel uh, my prayers are in order, which means that I am in an elevated spiritual state, and therefore I'm not asking just for physical things. My physical request, I'm asking for a physical thing, but it's really coming from a spiritual place. I'm asking for something, I'm asking for physical things in order to be able to use them for a holy purpose. So if I, my prayers are in order, which means I am like the first Hasidim who would wait for an hour before they prayed and then continue to, to meditate and, to, and for several hours, if that's the elevated state that I'm in, then certainly I must ask for, for all the good stuff because the more that I have, the more I can do. So practically, what does this mean, Rebbe says? There are some people who are in a state of marbedaiga. They have lots of worries. Even though... The Mishnah says, Mar mar The more property you have, the more worries you have. But there are some people which have lots of worries, even though they don't have so much property. Because why they why they worried? They're worried because they're afraid that um, that they need to ask Hashem. Um, Basically, they feel that they don't have enough money for their physical needs. So this is the instruction we have from this chapter of Tilim, from the words of the Torah, open your mouth wide, Hashem says, and I will satiate you. First of all, you have to fulfill the words of the Gemara, that the Talmud is telling us, we should ask, the Torah is telling us to ask Hashem for Torah. And that Semach Tzedek says, Hashem says, Ask for the inner dimension of Torah. Ask Hashem to help you with Torah. That's number one. And it's often understood that it's not something that happens by itself. That means it's not, you can't just go to sleep one night and then suddenly you wake up the next morning and you're a masculine, and you're an oivid, and you make new inventions in Torah, new insights in Torah. Rather, you need to have effort. But besides the effort you need, you also need to pray. And the prayer has to be done in a way that it permeates you. And that will allow you to experience the 
the inner inside and tear. So, the first of all, you have to ask, as the Tzemach Sadiq says, you have to ask for the inner dimension of Torah. Just asking for it won't make it happen. You have to ask for it together with working for it. And then Hashem gives you another instruction. Another, another instruction Hashem gives you, Hashem gives you the commandment, the power, to set your prayers up in a way that you won't be like the Talmud says, like a poor man by the door who doesn't want to raise his head to ask for big things. Rather, instead, you'll be like Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish says, you should not limit your mouth. Rather, open your mouth wide. And then Hashem will fulfill the, all the requests of your heart comfortably with children, with health, with parnasa, uh, from the dew of the heaven and the fat of the earth, with lots of grain and oil, with all the brachas, without any limit, till Mashiach comes. So you hear the order. First of all, Rebbe says, ask for ruchnis. Then the Torah gives you command. When, once you're spiritual enough, once you're, once you're elevated, so then the Torah says, okay. So then you, you're able to ask for more things because you're able to elevate them. So what the Rebbe says here sounds similar to another, another occasion. The Rebbe spoke about the words of the Gemara. The Gemara says that the attribute of a human being is such so that when there's an empty cup, it can be filled, and when there's a full cup, it can't be filled. And I've explained that an empty cup means that a person's f- empty of his desires. It's not, it doesn't, he's not really so, he's so um, obsessed with his desires, so then he leaves room for Hashem to fill his cup. But if he is a full cup, if he's full of desires, then there's no place for Hashem to give him those brachas that, that, that he wants. Sounds very similar over here. They were saying, when you're able to ask, you have to ask for them if that's what you feel. If you feel lots of worries, you've got to ask. That's true. But there is an order in Torah that when you, those requests are made in the, in the, with the right kind of perspective, and that is when you have been elevated and you have emptied your cup and you aren't interested in it for yourself, because you've asked for Torah, because the Torah has permeated you so that you're uplifted, so then these physical things don't look to you as physical anymore, and then the Torah says, Rish Lakish tells you, open your mouth wide. That's the conclusion of that uh, uh, section of the uh, Fabrain. Let's continue on to the next section. Any, any questions before we continue? Okay. It says, we say in this week's, Bilam prophesies this week's Torah portion, and he says, I've seen the Jewish people from the top of the mountains, on top of the hills. So Medish gives a parable to explain these words of Bilam. It's like a king who wanted to build a country, and the water was rising, and he, he was not able to create a foundation for the building until he found in one place a very big rock. He said, ah, he said, here is where I could build the country. So since we are told the story, we're told human beings in this world told the story. And the truth is not just human beings, but the word Adam, the word man, means someone who is similar as a connection to Hashem. So it seems that this is the way we need to serve Hashem. That means that not only uh, is there something about the Jewish people being like a rock that allows us to be the source for creation, but there's something about the way we need to serve Hashem which is associated with a, this idea of being a large rock. What does this mean? What's the meaning of the water rising? The water is rising, not allowing there to be a foundation for the world. What does that mean? So the altar says in Torah, 
on the Pasuk, there are great waters that will not, ext- that says al the great waters cannot extinguish the love, the rivers can't put it out. Says Al-Tarebbe, the great waters refer to the worries, of, uh, worries about Parnassah, the worries about material things of the body in this world. And nevertheless, says Al-Tarebbe, they're unable to extinguish the love of Hashem to the Jewish people and of the Jewish people to Hashem. That's the great waters. What's the rock? The rock is, as Bilam said, I see them from the top of the mountains. This is refers to the hidden love. The great rock that we have refers to the hidden love, which not just is a... The love of a Jew to Hashem has also a fear element. As it says in chapter 18 in Tanya, and from there the next chapter, couple of chapters of Tanya, the author talks about how because a Jew loves the Eivishter deeply, he is afraid of anything that will make cause him to be distant from Hashem. This is the powerful love that a Jew has for Hashem beyond logic and reason. As the previous Rebbe related, as we discussed earlier on in this Fabrengen, this is the way it has to be, can't be any other way. That's the rock. Our rock is our hidden love for Hashem. That's the basis for which Hashem is able to make the world. So by a Jew serving Hashem with his rock, with his, with his sacrifice, which we said, what does sacrifice mean? Sacrifice means this is the way it has to be, it can't be any other way. So that allows him to continue this into his world. Meaning, to serve Hashem in a logical way, to, to um, as the Pasuk says, I see them from the top of the mountains. That means there's a top of the mountain, there's the big rock, and from the top of the mountain I see something else. So a Jew serves Hashem with his mountain. What's the Jew's mountain? His mountain is his, love, is his hidden love for Hashem, deep in his neshama. And that's where he's able to see, that's where he's able to, that's what he uses as his prism to see the world. Your logic and reason, Hashem gave it to you, Hashem gave it to you for a purpose, you've got to use it. But your logic and reason is only valuable if it's, if it's perched on top of a great mountain. What's your great mountain? Your great mountain is your sacrifice, is your saying, I have to serve Hashem, I have to be successful in spreading Yiddishkeit, I have to be successful in spreading Chassidus. It has to be this way, there can't be any other way. Now, your, as we discussed, your idealism will breed ingenuity. You'll be able to figure out what to do. Your, your logic and reason has to be based on the top of the mountain. So you see from the top of the mountain. That's how you'll be able to build a whole country for the king of all kings. Just like in the parable, the king found the great rock, and that's how he was able to build this country. So if you want to build a place for Hashem, you have to first start off with your great rock. From, from this understood, even according to logic, that in order to serve Hashem in the most... Uh, in the best way, you have to have a big rock in every place. As we see clearly, in order to influence a city and its environment, there needs to be a central place that everyone should know that that's the place you can go and ask and get instruction and assistance to all the things you need to spread the Torah and to spread Chassidus. And therefore, in the previous Rebbe's uh, last years in this world, he made an effort to send shluchim to many places. That although they're individuals, and this is based upon the sicha that the previous Rebbe said in his last year in this world, which in this last sicha he gave the summary of, in general, in the last year of his life, he gave, it was like the summary and the conclusion of his, all the efforts of his life, that he said that everyone has to be a big rock. 
to build a city, to build a country. And, this, and in addition to this, the next stage of the game is you actually have to build an actual building. There has to be a big rock to build a physical building, which Frikov said what he means is the main thing is not the building, the main thing is a spiritual element in the building. And therefore, there's an effort to build several buildings together so that they should all together be the center through which the wellsprings of Chassidus are spread to the outside. But unfortunately, despite the fact that there was, the Rebbe said that he tried to encourage people to build in many places, in one place, he got the good news that they put down the foundation, and now, and now they need to build a building. From the second place, Rebbe said, they're, more, they're, they're, they're worse batlanim, they're worse, uh, they're, they're bigger batlanim, they, they, they don't know, they're even less uh, adept at what they need to do. They've reached the stage where, they, where, where they've already created a blueprint from the architect. And as time will go on, it will come down from the world of writing to the world of action. And in a place where there's even bigger batlanim, they just now... The Rebbe said he got, the, he got a question from them. Um, they, 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 they told the Rebbe, we've just received your question, and we're trying to figure out what we should do about your question. Meaning, what the Rebbe's question about building. But the Rebbe said there are two places where they actually made this happen. They actually bought a building. And a second place, by buying the building they built the, they've actually built a building and it actually became a central place, a physical place to spread the Torah and spread Chassidus. With the help of Hashem, when those who are there will not be lazy, then the words of the Torah will be fulfilled, make an effort and you'll be successful. That, you, that there should be additional two centers, physical buildings in a simple sense to spread Chassidus and probably... This will also cause Urchaizer. This will also cause a lot in the in the spreading of Chassidus in in Adlamayla Mayla. In other words, by Urchaizer means that when there's an effort made over here in this world, it causes an impact in Shemayim as well. So by Urchaizer, by, by something happening over here, that will also cause more Chassidus to be spread from heaven. That means that although we said earlier that it's we said earlier in the beginning of the Sicha about how when, the beginning of the Fabrengen, how in order to reach the whole world, halachically, farhesyek, it's considered to be in public if, as long as you have a minion of people which are present. A minion contains enough kedusha to saturate the whole world with holiness. Nevertheless, when we're talking about chassidim, don't be satisfied with bringing With bringing the level of the minion to this world, rather there should be an effort to bring and increase more bracha, greater kedusha, more hatzlacha, so that ten Jews and a hundred Jews and a thousand Jews and ten thousand Jews—that's still considered small. You have to go for six hundred thousand neshamas, and not only that, but six hundred thousand souls are only the way the altar says in Tanya that the source of all souls is six hundred thousand. So 
and that's how we have. That's when Mashiach will come. That will. Um, the author speaks about in order to bring Mashiach. How every neshama has to do its job. All the different offshoots of the various six hundred thousand souls. In a similar way, we have to make an effort to reach not just ten, a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand, but to reach six hundred thousand Jews. That's a way to prepare for Mashiach. To reach the farthest, the outside, the farthest places, and not like the fools. Rebbe says, who who dress themselves in a uh, in a in a clothing of the God fearing. They, they pretend to be God-fearing. And they say that when the Baal Shem Tev went out into the street, when you take the Baal Shem Tev out in the street, Baal Shem Tev isn't happy about this. That's what they say. They say, leave the Baal Shem Tev's clothes in a book, put them on a high shelf, and whoever has not yet fulfilled all 613 commandments with all the commands of the, of the sages, he's chas Hashem will not allowed to know about the Baal Shem. That's what some people say. This opinion that Rebbe says, this, 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 this way of life, is the opposite of the teachings of Baal Shem Tev. The, uh, the Alter Rebbe said that the Baal Shem Tev went out to simple people who were in, in a situation where they had difficulty in their physical lives. And it was no wonder that they were also, um, that they were lost in the land of Ashur, lost in the land of Mitzrayim. They were lost because of, they were, whatever the situation was going on in their, in their life, they were having physical difficulties, spiritual difficulties. And specifically, for their sake, the Baal Shem Tev went out into the streets. He went out into the marketplace. And there, Baal Shem Tev revealed himself a whole take of the eyes with the greatest revelation for their sake. And there he, he made an effort to uh, create great rocks, great, great mountains to build the building. So how can you spread the wellsprings to the outside and when do you know you're spreading the wellsprings to the outside? So how can you spread the wellsprings only when, you know, when it reaches the outside? That's when you know you're doing the right job. When, when things are hurt on the outside, then um, David's asking, how is it possible that, that there are millions of Jews with this, only 600,000 souls? The answer is that each soul, Alterba says, has offshoots. So, so the original, the source of all souls is 600,000, but from 600,000 souls... It extends to millions and millions. Um, so so they, these people say it should stay in a book. The Rebbe says if you close it up in a book, that's the opposite of Baal Shem Tev. It's the opposite intent of the Torah. You know what they're saying? The Baal Shem Tev himself went to the outside. He went to people who were in trouble and he tried, tried to inspire them. And he created people who were rocks. He created people who were able to build the teachings of Chassidus and spread them until, until today. So... It was, wasn't accomplished by leaving it in a book. Instead, leaving it in a book, it's the opposite of what the Baal Shem Tev wants. It's the opposite of what the Torah wants. It's the opposite of what God wants. Hashem wants that he, a home in the lowest realm. He wants to live in the physical world, a world where there's lots of not good stuff here, which is called the world of Klippa, and there's a lot of wicked people in the world. And here Hashem wants us to spread the secrets and deep secrets of Terah, 
And here Hashem wants us to transform the darkness to light and to cause the glory of Hashem to reveal, be revealed. And Hashem should actually have a home here. And uh, therefore, that gives a big, big, big thank you to, that, to those two places that actually made it happen, actually built the building and made a place, a central place to Spexes. All right. Here's the Shakayach. Have a great day. Good question. Who's the rabbi down in Yorba Linda? Rabbi Eliezri. Eliezri. Thank you. Okay. You throw it. Thank you.